Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. desert. The place explorer Bertram Thomas called the abode of death. But it's a beautiful place, the kind of place I look for more and more these days. Stark, empty, clean sand that stretches out seemingly forever.
defies expectations. It shouldn't, according to the cruel logic of the world, exist. But it does, and it's incredible. The Sultanate of Oman is an absolute monarchy. A predominantly Islamic state had a vital strategic choke point in the world's oil supply. It is surrounded by some of the trickiest and most contentious powers in the region. And yet, here it is. Relatively small, tolerant, welcoming to outsiders, peaceful, and stunningly beautiful. But Oman is facing uncertainty with succession issues and declining oil reserves. The question of what's next is a big, if often unspoken one. So pre-1970, this was a very different, very different place to live, very different country. Quite simply, there was nothing. We had only three schools all over Oman, and only four boys. We had only two hospitals. For the whole country? Yes, for the whole country. And nine miles of paved road in Muscat. And, and what happened outside of Muscat was really of no concern to Absolutely. leadership. Yes. Sheikh Zayed bin Suleiman Al Ghafri is a businessman and the son of a tribal leader. He's the kind of guy who will likely be prominent in the future of the country. The current Sultan replaced his father and took the country really from the 19th century into the 20th century very, very quickly. Absolutely. His Majesty took over and he changed the whole scene. This is not a democracy, but everybody, everybody it seems, has genuine affection and respect for the Sultan. <laughs> Sultan Qaboos bin Said Al Said is the much admired and enigmatic absolute ruler and monarch. He's presided over everything Omani for the last 47 years. In that time, he has raised a nation literally from a dusty, primitive backwater to a modern, functioning, largely secular society. His vision was to deliver the services first electricity, water, health care, education. It was like a one-man show. Uh, usually one-man shows are not a good thing. I that's mean, right. Which, historically, that's... seldom does that work out. But, you know, you look around and see how the country is doing now, it's pretty impressive. It's a tremendous job that His Majesty has done. People just felt like he's the man that they were waiting for to enlighten their life and to open doors for them. Oman, it should be understood, sits at the top of the Indian Ocean rim. The empire once stretched from Pakistan to East Africa, with important trade routes that reached from southern Africa all the way to the China Straits, Indonesia, and deep into East Asia. Modern Oman is a fraction of that size now, but its DNA, its culture, cuisine, and to some extent attitude toward the outside world is a reflection of that history. Matra is a port town in the capital of Muscat. 
for centuries a central hub of commerce and trade. One of the first things I notice about the city is it's very low slung. This seems like a calculated aesthetic decision. If you're someone who wants to build your house, you first submit your plans to municipalities. And if you're going above a certain height, it's generally frowned upon because the idea is to keep a sort of traditional Omani vernacular. Aisha Stobi is a curator and PhD student focused on Middle Eastern art history. She is, like many young people here, patriotic to the point of being nerdy, as she puts it. We have such an old history, and I think Matra is a really great example of that, you know? This is something that functions in our daily life. It functions very similarly to, say, how it would have functioned if you were coming into Matra and going into the Sukh, say, 200 years ago. And now we're coming to the Corniche, which is oh, I just love that word. Favorite. I love any city with a corniche. It's a, <laughs> such a beautiful word. <laughs> the food of Oman is a mix of flavors and ingredients and tastes from Arabia and from all over Oman's former empire. Beit Al-Luban is an old boarding house turned restaurant where you can try dishes like pakora and kashori which both came back from India, chapati from East Africa, and shua, Oman's classic special event dish. They do one version or another of this all over the world, but shua is special. They slather a goat with a spicy paste consisting of cumin, coriander, red pepper, cinnamon, cardamom, and nutmeg, then wrap the meat in palm or banana leaves, dig a hole, throw in some meat, Cover it up and leave underground for a day or two over hot coals. Oman has changed in a way that's unique to anywhere I've been. I mean, I haven't seen any place that has sort of maintained the architecture and the character that this country has. And that's a really unusual place. Um, Oman is the only country, I think, in the Gulf region that kept uh, their tradition. And if you travel outside Muscat, you see the flavor of the, the, the old life still there. Hassan Mir is one of Oman's preeminent fine artists who works in painting and photography. Musna al Musafar is a filmmaker, artist, and provocateur, representing the increasingly vocal point of view of young Omani women in the Middle Eastern art scene. I think in Arabia we have a tradition of storytelling and, and saying things without saying them directly. They took this from poetry. They have a certain language with a lot of text with a lot of... Subtext. Yeah. There's an unusual mix here. Very graceful, very proud uh, mix of cultures and languages. I mean, the mix um, was existing from the beginning. There is a beauty in being different and, and, and understand the other such a difficult time to make that argument. The whole world seems to be going in exactly the opposite direction. I mean, my country, the last thing anyone seems to want to do is highlight uh, the other. I think people discuss like fears of multiculturalism, but within all men, because of our seafaring history, it's a traditional reality. It's our background, it's who we are. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. the Vietnam War. What you might not know is that while that conflict raged on, Oman, along with an elite force of British special operators and military advisors, was engaged in a war in the country's southern Dofar region that was in every way far more vital to American security interests and of far more importance to global strategic and economic concerns. Where we operated were the frankincense trees. Frankincense of the wise men brought to Christ. All of a sudden, it came from the mountains where we were fighting. And you know, sitting behind a machine gun on a track which had been used for 3,000 years, one felt like an intruder in history. And if the trees were cut, you could smell the frankincense. The smell of explosives the smell of blood, the smell of the food, cardamom, the smell of the tea. I loved it. This was a civil war. Civil wars typically are the worst wars of all. You know that well enough in your country. But most people have not heard of it. No, they haven't. But you'd have heard about it if we'd lost it, I can tell you. Right. The war began as a local rebellion by the Dofari people against the autocratic and outdated rule of then-Sultan Saeed bin Taimur. 
who had kept his nation isolated and stunted out of concern for his hold on power. What started as a local uprising quickly became a serious, full-blown communist-backed insurgency as Soviet and Chinese influence poured in through Yemen. Ian Gardner remembers the conflict well. He fought in it alongside Omani infantry as a British Royal Marine and later wrote about the experience in his memoir, In the Service of the Sultan, a rare chronicle of the brutal, incredibly difficult, and almost entirely unknown war fought in the rugged southern mountains. The old Sultan was not an inhumane man, but he was an old man. He was deeply reactionary, so he wanted to keep his country in a medieval time war. The thing that changed it was the advent of the Japanese transistor radio. For the first time, his people could hear what other Arab countries were doing with their oil, and they wanted some of that. By the 1920s, Winston Churchill had switched the British Royal Navy's mode of power from coal to oil, and suddenly everything changed. They needed oil and lots of it, which made Oman vital, not for its limited oil resources, but for where it is, the Strait of Hormuz, the Persian Gulf's femoral artery. 20% of the world's oil flows through here, making it one of, if not the, most strategically important waterways on the planet. By 1970, Sultan Temur's counterinsurgency was not going well. He was deposed by his son, Qaboos bin Said al-Sayed, in a relatively bloodless coup. Immediately, the young Sultan set out on a different tack for winning the war. Almost before the shooting had stopped, we would institute a civil aid program, build roads, build a school, build a mosque, build some shops, a clinic. But it was in this way the Sultan was able to demonstrate that he was the one who had his people's best interests at heart, not the communists. Things seldom work out so well post-insurgency or counter-insurgency. This tactic failed spectacularly in Vietnam, of course. What made the difference here? In every war in history, you end up living with the other side. And if you can open a respectable door successfully, then the less likely the aftermath is going to be beset with rancor, with hatred, and a thirst for revenge. The Sultan took this very brave, highly intelligent political risk, which I think was the difference, and I think has been the foundation of the unambiguous and enduring peace in this country. In 1976, the Omanis laid down their weapons and never picked them up again. The resulting peace has lasted for 40 years. And while Oman ain't your system, and it ain't my system, and it's far, far from being either perfect or a Western-style democracy, there is a palpable pride here in the collective identity of being Omani. Notably as well, the Sultan has placed emphasis on the role of women decreeing, at least as a matter of policy, equal access to education, to work, to political office.
الوحيده في الحمراء كنت اطبخ يعني كانوا الناس الحريم يعني يستحيون وين يطبخن يعني كما تقول يعني دني وناجحه وما شاء الله يعني والناس كلها تشتو من عندي وتطلب قام واجد يعني الحريم يطبخن يمكن تو 12 وحده موجودات في الحمراء هنا يطبخن Zahara Al-Afi, daughters Asila and Aisha, and friend Samia Al-Harti, four extraordinary women. What started as a way for Zahara to fund her charity work spawned a lucrative cottage industry of catering for events. Now, rather than using her family money, her business is able to fully finance her work to educate children in the nearby mountain villages. Simpson. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking myself that I seen. I was on. I was on The Simpsons. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. This is the first time I've been recognized from The Simpsons. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> so some of the money that she's making is going to open schools in rural villages. Is that correct? Not only a part of the money; it goes all of it for them to build. for them the schools and to provide them the education. وخصص لهم ناس يعلموهم القران وناس يعلموهم الدين وناس يعلموهم امور يعني ذاك يعني العلم بصفه عامه. Why is this important to you? يشوفوني ويتعلموا مني العمل التطوعي والتضحيه من اجل الاخرين. Kabuli Laham is slow cooked goat in a rich rice pilaf scented with star anise. Musanef Dajaj, a local specialty, are pan-seared dumplings stuffed with chicken, pepper, ginger, turmeric, and onions. And of course, there's Omani bread with honey. That's a chili. Are you okay with that? Yes. I like spicy. Oh, okay. It's good. Mm. <laughs> Everyone here says that the economy is going to have to shift away from oil towards other industries. Yeah. How would you like to prepare your daughters for the future? أه بيشفي بيشفي يا رب دايما عمر طويل ومديد يا رب الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله نعيش أيام ذهبية لكن لازم نكون مستعدين للمستقبل يعني. What do the young ladies uh, when they reach adulthood? What are your hopes and dreams? إني أكون أخلي نفسي راضي عن نفسي أكون راضي عن نفسي أسوي حقق كل أحلامي. Uh, and the younger, uh, the young lady? Uh, strong women in this family. They're very strong ones. <laughs>
As one moves away from the coast and into the interior, everything changes. This is the country's more conservative core, its spiritual center. Uniquely, Oman's majority is neither Sunni nor Shia, but rather Ibadi, a very old and particularly tolerant non-sectarian form of Islam. This is a distinction we in the West would be wise to notice. Islam is not a monolith. It comes in many forms. Ibadi theology arguably forms the backbone of many of Oman's codes of conduct. It places value on concepts like politeness, acceptance, unity, and understanding. Perhaps as a consequence of that, the Sultanate embraces grace and tact as a matter of foreign policy. Internally, too, Oman has avoided radicalism and sectarian violence. It is considered shameful by Ibadi teachings to draw blood over religious conflicts unless attacked. The terror and bloodshed in neighboring Yemen feels very far away up here. Jebel el-Akhtar, the Green Mountain. This area, oh my God, it's, look at this, it's so beautiful. There are 64 villages at Jebel Akhtar. 64. 64. This village is called Al-Ain. How many generations has your family lived here? Uh, 200 years, maybe. maybe 200 more. years? Yeah. More, than, more than 200 years. Can you see all these small farms? Yeah. All our grandfathers built that. And they built all these things with only their hands. They don't have any machines. Can you imagine that? Hamdan al-Sakari, his father Ali, and his uncle Halal come from a very long line of hard-working farmers. They all grew up here, generation after generation, a tribal area of ancient villages and terraced farmland which have produced pomegranate, nuts, and dates, the premier cash crops of Oman, for many centuries. But like so many places I go, so many traditional agricultural communities the young men, and increasingly the young women, are looking elsewhere, beyond the farm, to seek higher education and opportunity in the city. This is a common story. I mean, the young men, they go to university, you but know. I, I have to study there because, uh, you know, the future, and I want to, to get a good, a good job. Many young Omanis, they study abroad. They study in America or England, but most of them seem to come back. Mm. You are only going outside to study and get something, that thing, you, you want to return back to your country. I grown up in this village. It's uh, something simple, and I really miss it. Muscat, you don't like it? Sometimes. It's not a life for you? Sometimes? Sometimes you go there and for, for big shop uh, malls. <laughs> you go to the malls. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. <laughs> so what do we have here? We have food. Traditional <laughs> food. Delicious. Delicious. Traditional Delicious. Right. Yeah. Looks good. What's in the biryani? This is rice and potato. And, potato. Yeah. We often eat this meat mm. in celebrations. We call it Omani Mkhalai. Lamb? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. You like? Wow. Never had this. Really? 
This is the Haris. Very famous yeah, dish. Yeah. How do you say delicious in Arabic? Ladid. Ladid? Ladid, yeah. Ladid. That's what it is. How did you learn to cook this well? In Masat, I, I live with my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm not from family. So I have to learn how to cook because no one is taking care about you. You should take care about yourself. So if you'd rather be here, why not just continue as your parents and grandparents? Mm, I want to really improve my country economy. I, I want to invent something. You're planning for a post-oil Oman, like after, yeah, after yeah. the oil. I think the whole country feels this way. I mean, the government yeah. feels this way as well. As you say, the country is changing. You have a luxury resort right over there. Yeah. The future will look much like this. Resort opens up. They have a big golf course. They have jobs for people to carry golf bags for tourists. Yeah. For more money than he can make farming. Is this good or is this bad? You have to deal with your traditional way and your life. So you want to keep all things safe. It's more the government responsibility to now, make balance between advantages and disadvantages of tourism. But it's a very delicate balance here. These are old and complicated systems that have been working for a very long time. It's really difficult because there's many sides here. The life is, is keep changing. You cannot keep everything as, as it is before. Do you know this cat or just a, no. just a village cat? <laughs> it's, it's the garden for this. The garden? Yeah. Uh. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protests that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. Oman's history and future both are linked inexorably to the sea. The Sultanate began with trade, and it is likely that a new multi-billion dollar port at Dukum on the coast, intended as a center for international shipping, will play a significant role in the coming years. Gilani and Mohammed Shaban spend every free moment at sea, 
free diving and spearfishing without oxygen for grouper, kingfish, cuttlefish, and tuna. <laughs> Saeed Al Namani is the captain and owner of this boat. Saleh Saeed Al Jabri is a former Navy officer who famously sailed a handmade 9th century style dhow 3,000 miles to Singapore. The first Omani boats that went out into the sea, around how far back, how many years? I would say more than 3,000 years. So BC. BC, yeah. Now, in the beginning, it was fishermen. Yeah. But then start to trade all up and down East Africa, Iran, Pakistan, up to China Straits, to China. Yeah. And the evidence about it, even in their China language, there is some Arabic. Interesting. It's very interesting. What did the Chinese have to trade that the Omanis wanted? They exchange it with the silk fabric and all that kind of things. And of course, coming back was spices. Not only Arabs went there, Indians came as well. Uh, so if you look at the uh, the eastern coast, they like the spices and, and, and all this kind of, of food. Well, the people also, I mean, you know, it's a real mix of uh, Arab, uh, so southern Indian, uh, African. I mean, Maybe that's why the food's so delicious. <laughs> food is so delicious because we like the taste. Lunch is fresh sardines grilled over charcoal. Some incredible prawns. And mishakik an Omani cookout staple. Cubed beef on skewers rubbed with cumin, garlic, and cardamom, then grilled. And local slipper lobsters, of course. And do not forget the cuttlefish masala. Delicious plow, the cuttlefish is incredible. We cannot uh, live without the sea. Our relationship with the sea it's too strong. So you go in the water every day? Myself, I, I like uh, being in the water. Even 24 hours, I don't mind. <laughs> this is what's great about Oman itself. People cannot go away from the sea itself, from the sand itself. What we like is black natural. We want to make it as natural as it looks and it appears and how it was before. We born in this beautiful country and we try to look after it. It has to stay because inside the heart here. It's like the flower. If we keep it and look after it, give them the right water, it will grow.
30 miles south of Muscat, the pavement ends and you hit this. Sharkia Sands, on the edge of Ruba al-Hali, the largest sand desert in the world. Once you get up in a soft sand, things change. Everything changes. You change. This is the traditional domain of the Bedouin. Who for thousands of years have moved across this harsh, dry, seemingly endless landscape, making it their home. Amr al-Wahibi and his family continue the tradition. Ahmed al-Mawruhi is a hardcore ambassador for the empty places of the desert. He's spent more time there, much of it alone, than just about anyone. The Bedouin have been crossing the empty quarter hundreds of years, thousands of years? Thousands of years, thousands of years. The Bedouin are the kings of the desert. It's their place, it's their area, and they know how to live and they know how to suffer. Mark Evans, a polar and desert expedition leader, knows firsthand how difficult the empty quarter can be. Guided by Amr and accompanied by colleague Mohammed Al-Zajali, he recently made the crossing, walking over 600 miles with camels in tow. The first 12 days of our journey, crossing the empty quarter, we didn't touch our own food at all. Uh, and it became a competition to be more generous than the previous. So you'd meet people out there all along the way? You would. Even though nobody lived there, people would find you and travel. who come, he have to open the head. Okay. Oh, I know just what I'm going for. I got it. Pull it. Yeah. That is on. Cheek. Yeah. Remove the eyes. Here. Woo it's too hot. <laughs> this is the point. Mm. Good. It's good if you have got whiskey or brandy or anything. <laughs> you know, the empty quarter is emptier than it's ever been. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to do what the old explorers did because they relied upon local people being in situ. The Bedouin have migrated to the edge of the deserts, where life is easier, really. But they don't want to let go completely. Amr sends his children to school in, in Bidia, yet he wants them to live in the sand where they have the freedom and, and that connection to their roots. <laughs> Thank you.
Someone close to empty quarter alone, absolutely alone. No, you need people with you. You need, you need people. In my earlier years, I was taking lots of young people on expeditions up to the Arctic, which is very different to here. But the Inuit and the Bedou have a lot of similarities. They both live on the edge of human tolerance. They're much more open and friendly people. coming home when you come out here. It's very uh, incredibly powerful and enables you to put everything in perspective. Fritjof Nansen, the Norwegian explorer, said that um, salvation will not come from the rushing centers of civilization. Deliverance will come from the lonely places. In other words, we all need places to think and calm down and When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.